Hello and welcome to the Pursuing Progress podcast, where we have honest conversations to help us fall forward. And today we'll finally come back to the Purpose Driven Life series that we've been avoiding for a long time. And um, we're on to day 27, where we're talking about defeating temptation. And so the previous one was talked about, you know, overcoming temptation, but we want to... Um, so the this reflection just going, kind of goes a bit further into... I think practical steps you want to take to be able to um, like resist the things that you know that are unhealthy to you. And so it's kind of prefaced by, um, yeah, this notion that um, like all, all temptation will always be there um, to do the wrong thing or to do what's easy or to do what feels good in a particular moment. And so there's a passage in, in the Bible 1 Corinthians 10 that, that says, no temptation has ever overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can endure it. And so I think we all have areas in our lives that we're probably really uh, aware or self-aware that are our sh- you know, shortfalls or our pitfalls where uh, we, uh, we know we want to be someone or do something, uh, but there's something else that kind of, um, you know, that really stops us or we kind of fall into the trap of, of doing. And, you know, it, like we all have a kind of shame that we're, um, uh, that we're living under and we're not really geared or society doesn't really reward people for opening up uh, about those kind of struggles and shame that you're living under. And so you're going to most people will kind of go through life and suffer kind of silently uh, with those shames and the, with those temptations. And sometimes it's a bit too embarrassing to to talk about, um, especially for guys. I suppose I can only talk from my point of view of, you know, when you talk about, you know, the temptations of, you know, pornography or lust or, or um, going on, on the apps and, and things like that. And, you know, I think because later on, um, the book will talk about, you know, how to navigate these temptations and, and try to like avoid it and, and things like that, you know, for you, for your own safety. But I think, um, I think it is hard work, uh, to try and navigate these kind of weak points or these, um, points of vulnerability that, that someone has, uh, whether that be like pride, greed, lust, or, um, yeah, like w- whatever it is, like we, um, I don't know we can go a lot of different ways with it. Like we can, you know, be resigned and, and, and just kind of defeated and, and just accept that this is who you are. And, and you, otherwise there's this other mindset that, you know, you can, you can overcome it. You can become the person that you want to be. You want to work, you know, find the resources and find the support that you need to be able to become the best version of yourself and, and improve and become, you know, um, you know, the person that, you know, your, your child will be proud of, um, and kind of thing. And so it is a lot to do with mindset. Um, and you, because temptation is always going to be there, we're all going to have these different shames and, and vulnerabilities. Then like, it really comes down to our, our mindset, um, to like how we want to grow from it and how we, how we process it, how we kind of accept it and how we kind of take the next steps forward. And so with the promise that, um, we, like we won't be tempted beyond what we can bear. So, 
um, you know, the promise that, you know, we will always be in a spot where we are able to make the right choice. Uh, and so, you know, with that in mind, it just gives a bit more, a little freedom, a little comfort that when, you know, life can be overwhelming and all the kind of, you know, lies and, and, and traps that, you know, are ahead of you, like it's not going to be, you're not going to get to a place where you're going to fall from temptation every single time, hundred percent of the time. Like there is hope that you can make the right choice. Um, but you know, just, ad- just acknowledging and accepting that you will, um, you know, make those mistakes and, and temptation is, is a part of it, um, of, of life. And I think oh, an overwhelming thing for, for guys is, you know, around sex and, and pornography and, and, and this thing for like acceptance and, um, you know, whether it's like boosting ego and not wanting to be humiliated and a bit of pride and like all these different factors that kind of jump in, like contribute to this whole notion, I suppose. And, and so like the, the, you know, the option or the kind of strategy that the book kind of talks about is, um, finding ways to refocus your intention on, on something else. And, and this has been preaching a lot, uh, like in churches and things like that. Like if you find something really tempting and you know, it's something that goes against God and, um, it's in, you know, disobedience to what God wants from you. Like the main strategy and the main way that people talk about is hey, like, just avoid it. Uh, try your best to avoid it. Um, you know, if, a you know, if you're really kind of troubled by the way that, you know, a girl is dressed and you're really attracted and you're thinking lots of thoughts, you know, get out of the room or, you know, like avoid that like totally. Um, you know, if you're an alcoholic, um, and you, know, you, you get tempted by the sight of people drinking alcohol and you get encouraged to, to engage with that behavior again, you know, best thing would be to do is to, to avoid and not put yourself in those situations. And I think, reading that is like, so like growing up when I told that in a kind of conservative setting, like, yes, that makes sense. I'm like, yeah, totally. Like you don't want to get in this place where, you know, you want to, you engage in those behaviors and kind of live with this kind of regret and shame and, um, and guilt afterwards. But as I think about life and, and how I've grown and, and things like that, um, yes, that strategy makes sense, but I think it's such a surface way to go about it. Um, I think in different aspects of life where, um, you know, you, you make choices that you don't really know why. Um, and I don't know, it just becomes this kind of shame kind of culture of like, I, I'm a screw up. (laughs) I'm, um, like, I am an alcoholic. I am a like, you know, porn addict. I am a whatever. And, and it's just this, I don't know, like shame really, can cripple someone's like confidence of the image of themselves. And, and it's really not, um, it's not healthy. Like as I've been reading the Brene Brown books and, and her research on shame and just like what it actually does to someone's self-worth and, um, and like worthiness of, of love and acceptance and, and all that it, yeah, it's just kind of mind blowing to kind of come to this point of like, okay, like avoid, like avoiding it, like totally isn't, um, the best way to go. And, um, like I've seen so many examples of people like taking those kind of steps and, and it, and it's just kind of, I don't know, it, it, like, they're just not, 
I don't know, engaging with a real problem. Um, and though it probably is wise advice that they, you know, have thought about it and think it's probably wise. Yeah. It makes some sort of rational sense to, to avoid something that's kind of like avoiding traps or avoiding threat. Um, but I think, you know, whether it's, you know, struggles with like you know, lust and, and women and, and whatnot, I think there's always something a bit deeper that's going on. And that, that's the thing that needs to be addressed. Um, because, you know, we're wired to, to, to find, uh, like males usually biologically, um, are wired to find females attractive so that, you know, we can reproduce and, you know, keep the human race going. And, and so, but there's so many things that go on in, in our childhood, um, and the traumas and our past experiences that really kind of, um, you know, drive that up, like really accelerate that or kind of a really, um, really like ramp that drive up. Um, because, you know, with, with sex comes, you know, stuff around like acceptance and belonging and intimacy. And, and if those things are, you know, there's so much more as well, but if those things are kind of missing or really kind of taken away or manipulated and, and kind of distorted in a different way, um, you're gonna naturally want to find that in all sorts of different areas. Um, you know, if you're not in a family setting where there is acceptance or there is belonging or there is intimacy, um, you know, or it's kind of frowned upon or it's shamed or it's, you know, you feel guilty for wanting to, um, to try and belong and, and kind of show, show your real self, show who you are. And then, you know, you have people out there willing to kind of accept you for who you are and engage in those intimate acts. It, it just, it, that becomes a really easy um, way for someone to be tempted and, and to engage in, you know, sex with, with a bunch of, um, you know, people. And, and so, so it makes a bit more sense to try and work out what's going on. And most people don't realize that that's going on for them. Um, you know, this thing of, um, all the ways that they've been hurt growing up and all the different childhood experiences. And, and so that's why, you know, a lot of, um, you know, like, guys or, or whatever who want to like avoid, you know, therapy or, or talking to a psychologist or a counselor, like there's just going to be this disconnect of, you know, people are just kind of behaving and responding in, in particular ways. And they're not really sure why, but they're just kind of going with the flow and they're just continuing these different behaviors and, and, and yeah, and not kind of give that thought or that kind of time to critically think and, and be objective about, you know, why, they're responding that way and, and to be more understanding about themselves and be more self-aware about, you know, yeah, how their past has, has shaped them. And I think that's, that's, a, that's such a, like, I wouldn't have said this, like, you know, even a year or two ago. Um, it's only come to now that I would, I would kind of see things that way. And like, it's better to get to the bottom of like, hey, like, 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 you know, really pick out the, the times that, you know, you've, um, you know, been hurt or you've wanted to try and belong to a particular, you know, group of people or, or friends. And, you know, you, I don't know, maybe it's, it's this, um, notion that you've always just had to change who you are and, and try to fit in, in different groups and, and you never established this whole sense of belonging. I know this is a year 12 kind of thing, but, um, like it's such an important thing to, to talk about because 
like we can like physically change the way we talk, the way we behave to, to fit in. Cause we, we're good at that. We, we know what it takes to, we know all the adaptations that we need to, you know, make to be able to fit into particular groups. But when it's at odds with who you really are and, and, um, you know, where your heart is and where your desire is, and there's going to be that disconnect and that really, that kind of like frustration and, and, and like, it's going to lead to some weird things. Cause you, you, you know, your sense of value, sense of self is grounded in somewhere else. And, you know, it all only takes, um, you know, you to be in the right, like wrong place at the wrong time for, for something to happen. And I don't know, it can't, it's hard to put, you know, hundred percent of the blame on, you know, the person at, at that time, because there's so many things that's, that lead up to that and, um, little things like that and, you know, failing to belong or not feeling accepted in, in different areas like that builds up over time. It's never so, it's never obvious, um, to start with. It's something that can maybe build over like 10, 20, 30 years and, and, you know, for some, for it to build up and to kind of like explode into this kind of like rampage and, um, you know, in really odd behaviors. And, and so it is, I think it's worth our time to, to think it through and, and to be self-aware and, um, and do the thinking and, and not to, not to stigmatize or put any additional barriers to, to seeking help, uh, when it comes to, you know, seeing a psychologist and, and a therapist and, and like they're, they're trained to, to deal with that. Like they will have their own therapists and, and psychologists and, um, to, to talk things through, but they're, they're trained, they're well-equipped to, to deal with kind of the messiness of life and, and how difficult life can be. And so I don't like, like I can't change stigma. I can't break stigma for, for you. Um, that would be an amazing power and I'd probably be rich. Um, with all the funding from like black dog or something. Um, one, one can dream, one can dream, but, <laughs> but yeah, like, I think we just need to spend, a, yeah, like a bit more downtime, a bit more like a bit more me time and, um, just kind of slow things down a little bit so that we can really think about what's going on, um, with ourselves and, and hopefully, you know, our jobs aren't too stressful and taking us away from, you know, time with ourselves and, and family and, and whatnot. But I know dedicating a little bit of time just to, to read a little bit of time to meditate a little bit, bit of time to, um, yeah, think about what you're actually doing. Um, you know, think about career and things like that. And yeah, think about different behaviors and, and, and just kind of build a better understanding about yourself. Um, because I think we're really good at just putting a f up a front, putting up a mask and, and going into work, going to church, going to see friends, going, going to see different people, going to outings, going to festivals, going to, yeah, going to parties and, and, you know, pretending everything's okay and, and kind of changing personalities almost to, to fit in with a particular group that you're in. Um, yeah. In the meanwhile, you just have no idea who you really are. And, and that's been, you know, a bit of a epidemic pandemic of its own of people not knowing really what they're about, what their, where the passions lie. Um, just any look, you know, at any kind of like Tony Robbins or Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk and all those kind of like people who seemingly have it together of just all the kind of audience questions that they get of just like, 
you know, I'm burnt out. I don't know what I want. I don't know what my passion is. Like, um, I feel like I can't do anything. I don't know what my gifts and, and strengths are. Like, like that question is so common amongst the audience. Um, and you know, you can only give a generic or slightly subs- you know, specific answer, you know, in the one minute that they have to, to answer it. And so it really is something that you need to, a question you need, need to kind of like meditate and kind of mull over. Um, and so, and so, yeah, like, but even in that, it's not like a road to, to go on by, by yourself. And so when you know what your temptations are and your weaknesses, like that, that reveals where your struggle is and that, that creates this, um, opportunity, um, for, you know, to be honest about it and, and to, to confess to someone to, you know, to, um, yeah, to, kind of share it and confess it to another friend you trust or, or whatnot. And I could totally understand if, you know, there are trust issues with past experiences and whatnot, but, um, something like a journal is not going to betray your trust, hopefully. Um, and, and so it, yeah, like through openness and vulnerability and, and, and trust and things like that, 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 you know, develops more genuine relationships. And, and I think it connects you better to, to yourself and, and, yeah, there's something about kind of releasing shame into the light, like controlled light, of course, um, that will kind of relieve you a lot of, a lot of weight, a lot of burden and, and really, um, I think, yeah, just kind of creates an environment where you're able to actually thrive, um, in a more healthily way. And of course, you know, in that process, you like you might lose friends. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, that in itself is just an indicator that they weren't really there. They're not kind of there to be genuine and, and true friends for you. Um, you know, and that, that for them, like they need to work that out for themselves and, and, and whatnot. And so, you know, for, you know, as this book is written for Christians, you know, the book then goes into, um, you know, kind of seeing all this, or this kind of realm, this kind of framework as, um, you know, these are the devil's traps to help to kind of, um, tempt you or to lure you from, you know, disobeying God and kind of covering you in, in guilt and shame so that you try to turn away from God. Cause that's kind of like, you know, the devil's play of, um, trying to tempt people away from obeying God or become God's children and, and, you know, filling them with shame or guilt and with, through those, you know, lies and and deceit. And so, you know, when it comes to shame, you kind of label yourself a particular thing. Um, like I'm a screw up and, and, you know, I'm a failure and things like that. Like God will never love me. And, um, and so like, that's a mighty win, um, you know, for Satan's team. Um, and so there's this importance of, you know, resisting the battle. Like it's a, a phrase that's resisting the devil. Sorry. <laughs> um, like it's a, it's a kind of a repeated phrase throughout the Bible of resisting, um, the devil and things like that. And, and we, you know, we use the, the Bible reading, reading God's word and, and, um, to, to kind of shape us back or put us back on track. And, and I think just reminding us of, um, of, you know, God's promises that there's no temptation that can overwhelm you. There's, um, and, you know, God will provide a way for, you to get out of it. Um, it is, um, you know, it's, you know, he's, he's there. Um, 
I don't want to talk about Tulip, but it's just kind of like, you know, once you're saved, you're always saved. And so trusting that, uh, trusting that process of healing, pray about it and, um, you know, make those conscious decisions to try and, um, you know, resist temptations in a healthy way and avoiding might be like the best thing for a particular situation. Um, but I think, you know, don't be scared to, to try and get to the bottom of it, of it through, um, you know, reading, reading books, reading resources, going to, going to see a psychologist and, and it'll really do you a great deal of good to, to really understand and be self-aware because self-awareness, you know, will help with in so many areas of life. Um, like I can't talk from full experience, but in terms of like finding a job and like knowing where you like, I love to get to this place where I know where my strengths are and what I, what I'm passionate about and what I'm gifted in. Um, so I can, you know, go out and seek or create, create a way for me to find a, you know, means of work, um, that aligns with those goals of finding another a job that's listed that, um, yeah, that aligns with that. And, and, you know, for me to, you know, go into a job interview and actually speak those truths and speak that meaning and, and purpose that I have and, and let them, you know, let the employees know that that's, uh, my vision and it aligns with theirs. And so, you know, sometimes when you're put in this position, um, you know, for this job interview and like nothing aligns, but you know, you're, you're told that, you know, you just need to sell yourself in a particular way. And like, if it, <laughs> if it doesn't really line up and, and you just try to, you know, grab at thin air and, and come up with things to try and fit yourself into their particular mold or what they're looking for, then I think, I don't know, you're going to, you know, not enjoy the job by week three. Um, or you're just going to hate it every day, come home depressed and, and really exhausted by it all. And, and so, yeah, it's an, it's an interesting balance. And I think we, and I don't know, like sometimes we don't want to face it because it's really uncomfortable uh, to be self-aware with all our flaws and, and warts and, and, you know, and failures. But yeah, there's this, thing of, I think in the long term, being self-aware about, about self is, is going to alleviate a lot of things. And I think puts you in a better position to work things out. Um, you know, cause you, if you don't know who you are and what you stand for, then like, like, where do you go from? Like, like, where do you start when it comes to figuring these things out? And so, yeah, like the step before that is just to figure out what you're all about. Um, and so, so yeah, so that's been a really interesting thing to kind of think about, um, and talk through. And I know like I, I'm working through my own and, and definitely, um, you know, have my own failures and, and kind of moments where I just want to hit myself in the head or I just slap myself and, and be like, dude, that was, you know, that's so stupid. Like, why are you, why are you doing this? This thing's wrong. And then, you know, the thoughts of like, oh, what's everyone else going to think? Like that does creep in. And I, and I know I should like, you know, resist that and, and try to, you know, change that narrative. But yeah, like I think when I view myself that way of like, oh, I'm just constantly failing. And then I think when guilt and, and shame takes over it, yeah, then the language does get really kind of negative and really kind of self-deprecating. And, you know, that doesn't help 
uh, with anything kind of moving forward and, and yeah, like it, it just kind of puts you in this dark, dark corner and, and, you know, you just don't want to kind of, um, do anything anymore. And, and it's very self-defeating and, and spiraling. And so, yeah, I think it is a very timely one for me and hope, you know, hopefully for you as well. Um, yeah, to, to figure out, um, those things. Um, and so you, yeah, it just doesn't allow guilt or shame or regret to kind of have that stronghold. Like it won't get rid of it. <laughs> um, it's so, cause I think we are in a shame culture and, and a guilt culture, especially if you're, you're in a, you're in a kind of church background and upbringing there, there is a lot of guilt, a lot of shame and, um, you know, in, in your, you know, life and, and mistakes that you, that you make. And so like guilt and shame is always going to be there. But I think when you're self-aware, know who you are, know where your identity lies, um, you know, whether it's, it's as the son of God or, or, you know, whatever your identity is, um, if that's nice and solid, like guilt and shame is not gonna, um, you know, have that much power, not, they won't have as much power as they would, um, uh, for someone who's not as self-aware. And, um, I was just listening to one of the like recent Joe Rogan po- podcasts about like, I think, you know, comedians trying to, you know, put themselves out there and, and, um, you know, and dealing with all the comments and, and feedback and criticisms that, um, <laughs> that, yeah, that they can get because it's, you know, the internet is full of positivity and, and there were, it's really interesting of like how, how much hail, like self-awareness they had and how much kind of like self-hatred they had as well. Like, you know, they're just like, Hey, like my, you know, Joe Rogan and, and someone else who was, um, interviewing, he was also a comic of just like, dude, like my, my mind has, you know, bullied <laughs> me like worse than anyone else can. Like, um, you know, good luck, like out criticizing me. Um, because, you know, I'm my own harshest critic. Like I've, you know, told myself things that are really crude and really rude and really, um, you know, blunt and really kind of dark. And so like, good luck to the trolls out there to try and like beat that. Um, and so like, you know, that takes a lot of power away from, you know, those, you know, those internet trolls that want to just like, I don't know. They're just like really invalidated by life. And so, you know, by typing mean comments is like how they get their validation and how they feel heard. And so it just kind of softens their grip and loses the power. Like not to say that that won't affect someone like, (laughs) like the amount of atrocities that, um, those internet trolls can do to, to someone like, um, you know, you just need to look to some of the famous famous those like influences and and sometimes they share the really like um you know really really rude and kind of borderline violent and illegal comments that um that they get on the daily basis it's it's like it's nuts um and not like even if you are headstrong and and you're you know you got your mental game on point like you it's hard to not be affected by someone who wants to, 
you know, kill you or say that your family sucks or um, make a mockery out of how you look or um, what you do, what you sound like, or, you know, what your girlfriend looks like, what your wife looks like, what your kids look like and, and wish the worst upon you. Um, but I think knowing who you are and, um, and how, you know, those people who will never, you know, do what you do, um, are saying, um, you know, like they're not going to be in the arena. They're they're the ones that on, on TV, just yelling at a TV screen, um, while you're there actually (laughs) being courageous, being brave, like in the arena, actually doing work and, and facing your fears and, and daring greatly. And I know those are, you know, subtle plugs into Brene Brown titles, but, um, it's yeah. Like knowing who you are, where you, you know, where you actually are at, um, what you're actually doing, um, will, yeah, will just kind of, you're able to drown out the noise a bit better than someone who's, um, say like not, not, you know, as courageous or not as I think aware. Um, and so, Hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, that, you know, that ties the whole in of whole thing of, um, comparison as well, but that's a whole kind of bag of issues in itself of, you know, comparing yourself to other people. And I talked about in the previous podcast about, about that. And I think when you, yeah, well, you don't really care about anyone else. And like, that's, that's so liberating and that's a freedom that, you know, I love to enjoy, um, one day where, you know, you don't, worry too much about how other people are going. Like you can clap for them, you can applaud for them. Um, but you know, you know what you're about and nothing's going to take that away from you. And, um, like they're not going to, they're never going to live your life and you're not going to live their life. Um, and so, um, hope it, yeah, hope that helps. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, um, all the way through. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate every, each and every one of you, um, you know, from those in Ohio, <laughs> in Cleveland and, and Australia and all, you know, I get bits and viewers, hopefully the, it's the information's accurate from like all over the world as well. Like there's Switzerland, there's, there's Finland, there's Canada and, and everything. And so <laughs> hello, if you're listening from there, <clears throat> um, I hope you're doing well, but Thanks so much for listening once again. Um, Love and peace to you all. Hope you all are keeping happy and healthy and and safe. And uh, we'll see you in the next podcast. Bye.